This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Morning. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can make sure you subscribe to it because every time you do, every morning, Monday through Friday, you get a brand new episode in your inbox. And then uh, find it live on Facebook, YouTube. But forget both those. Come on over to Instagram. We got a nice little brunch crowd going today. Oh, what's up, Patty? What's going on, dude? Hopefully, uh, get a little fishing in the north this weekend, man. Drop me a line, dude. Let me know what's up. What's up, Mira? Hi, Amanda. Hi, Alina. What's up, Jules, Tara, Andrea, Laura? Look at this. Sally. Got a hell of a crowd going on. Dude, good to see everybody. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Today on the show, a day late and dollars for the veteran short. Also, oh, the sound of sweet irony. But first, let's jump right into it. Couple of live dates. August 4th and 5th, Gutty's Comedy Club. He dined in Minnesota with Victoria Jackson. Uh, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. August 26th through the 27th, Gutty's Comedy Club, Indianapolis. September 22nd through the 24th, Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois with John Kite. September 30th and October 1st, Gutty's Comedy Club. He dined in Minnesota. And December 2nd through the 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas with my guy John Kite. Yeah, man. Uh, should be fun. Make sure you go to rudypovich.com. Get all that details. You can find merch. Get some tickets. We'll see you guys out. Uh, Jules. Hey, hey, Rudy. Hey, hey, Jules. Uh, what's up, Kim? Good morning, all, from Amanda. Yeah, see, look at that. Nice little community of folks we got uh, coming together on that Instagram live feed. Are you guys wasting your time on bullshit Facebook and bullshit YouTube? Get off there. Come to Instagram. It's where all the cool kids are hanging out. It's what we're doing these days. Anyway. Uh, a friend of mine last night sent this video to me, and I wanted to share it, only because I was so taken back by it. it. Doesn't it feel like sometimes America is always just a day late and a dollar short? It always seems like we just sort of missed the boat. Like, we should have been in front of all of these things a long time ago, but instead we... For whatever reason, man, it always feels like we just kind of... Uh, not there. And I get why Jon Stewart had to leave The Daily Show. Been doing it for that many years. And I think he wanted to get out before they told him it was time to go. That's kind of what you want in life. Is when somebody had said, uh, you know, I am going to do this until they tell me I can't anymore. Like, that's the part that sucks. You want to be able to leave where people are still going, please don't go. Whatever you do, please don't go. But Jon Stewart was like, hey, man, I think it's time. It's time I got the hell out of here, and I don't blame him. But uh, last night, I don't know if you guys saw this. Man, I love how fired up he still gets. I like that he gets angry about things. Jon Stewart for years now, and his... 
like his uh what do you want to call it like uh, uh congressional hearing when he sat down and basically called out senators congressmen both sides of the aisle for years now he's been trying to get money for veterans and 9-11 responders uh, and yesterday, Capitol Hill, he completely ripped into senators. They blocked a bill that would expand it to vets who have been exposed to toxic burn pits. Why is that such a no-brainer? You guys can't get that done? What the what? Dude, and he came out the gate, like immediately out the gate last night. He fired it up and was just like, these motherfuckers. I'm used to the hypocrisy. Every one of these individuals that has been fighting for years, standing on the shoulders of Vietnam veterans, Persian Gulf War veterans, Desert Storm veterans, fighting for years to just get the health care and benefits that they earned from their service. They lived up to their oath. This is an embarrassment to the Senate, to the country, to the founders, and all that they profess to hold dear. And if this is America first, then America is f- Absolutely. Patriot Pat Toomey stood on the floor and said, this is a slush fund. They're going to use $400 billion to spend on whatever they want. That's nonsense. I call bullshit. This isn't a slush fund. You know what's a slush fund? The OCO, the Overseas Contingency Operations Fund. $70 billion. They vote for it year after year. You don't support the troops. You support the war machine. That's all you care about. They're on Senate time. They live forever and they never lose their jobs and they never lose their benefits and they never lose all those things. Well, they're not on Senate time. They're on human time, cancer time. They spent their remaining time advocating so that other soldiers didn't have to face the indignities, depravity, and the desperation that they faced. And none of them will hear it. And none of them care. Mm. Yeah. It is sad that... You look back, you start looking at all the timelines of this, and you're like, oh, John Stewart, he must have been in that congressional hearing. What was that, like, uh, what was that, about a year, you were a year or two ago? And then, no, man, that was like five years ago. Still waking up every morning, still beating down the doors, still trying to get shit done, and yet nothing. I mean, just take a look. Just, all you have to do is take a look and, and see, you know, I always bring this up, parking in St. Paul. That's all you need to know. Their roads look like shit, but they have every minute available to give you a parking ticket. They will 1,000% figure out a way to funnel money out of taxpayers, but <laughs> will not sink it back into the streets that we have to drive on. You park on that street, you're goddamn getting a ticket. We ain't going to fix it. And they pull that bullshit about, hey, the, I know the, par- the parking tickets are a little high, but we use that to be able to fix our roads and to be able to keep the infrastructure. Are you kidding me? Have you been on a side street in St. Paul recently? They're, it's crumbling in some spots. And they just kind of yeah, poo-poo it. But they'll gladly, they're Johnny on the goddamn spot when you are two minutes over that parking meter expiring. Jesus, it's so fucking annoying. It's just maddening some days. God, we complain, we, we refuse to allow marijuana and medical marijuana and medicinal CBD to be passed. We outlaw abortions. All of these things that have been proven to be able to help out society, and yet it's still a pain in the ass. I mean, think about how backwards that is, especially for Minnesota. We keep abortions legal, but weed is not. The only way we can get weed passed here is when 
Republican state senators don't realize it's in the bill that they just signed and passed. Dude, I, I should have had, pulled that audio. I didn't even think about it. But these motherfuckers, they literally, when they passed that bill for uh, like low-level edible CBD, when they passed that shit, they passed it. And then at some point, some one, a Republican senator looked over at another one and went, did we just legalize weed? And she's like, no, we didn't do that. He's like, ah, I think we just legalized marijuana. And she's like, no, we didn't do that. And they're like, Ugh. I, I think I think we did. And she's like, well, somebody better double check that because I don't think we did. He's like, I think we did. When they made the announcement about like legal ed CBD edibles going on sale in Minnesota, most people had no idea that it was happening that day. You know who did? The people who like are who've been banging down the door to try to get this shit passed. Those people were standing out in, in, in you know, 50 people do a line outside of CBD stores trying to get this shit. It was unbelievable, man. Uh, Nate went to Egan and a road sign, uh, excuse me, uh, and a road had a sign that said, warning, drive careful, no maintenance road, and it was in better condition than my St. Paul Street. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's total bullshit that they, dude, Serious, I don't think I've met anybody who's never gotten a parking ticket in St. Paul. If you live in the metro, if you live within the 494, 694 loop and have transportation, the second you get over the border into St. Paul, your chances of getting a parking ticket must go up 85%. Dude, they are Johnny on the goddamn spot. But their roads look like shit. Dude, I, listen, I, I had to shoot something the other day, a video for a client in Lower Town, St. Paul, and I went down there and I was like, what happened to this place? St. Paul, St. Paul looks as bad as Washington, D.C. It looks as bad as Philadelphia. There's a couple of spots as I was walking through it, I'm like, dude, I, I spent a half a day in Newark and I felt safer there. What the hell happened? Dude, just druggies just passed out on, on the sidewalks. People just stepping over them. I'm like, St. Paul used to be the beacon to get help. I mean, they have Hazelden right down the street. It is literally behind Keg and Case. It's pushed up against the river. The beautiful views from there. They had the Dorothy Day Center. There was all these places that were like, if you were having a tough time, St. Paul is where you went. And now it seems like they just don't have a grasp on it. They'll gladly take your money, but do absolutely nothing with it. <sighs> Nate, I got a parking ticket for blocking a driveway. It was my own driveway. That does not surprise me. Does not surprise me. Jules, what happened to St. Paul, man? I used to love hanging there. Yeah. Dude, Lower Town was a blast. Hit that farmer's market, go to a brewery, go to like a walk through like one of the artist quarters, buy a $20 painting from some dude. Looks like he hasn't had a bath in like, you know, six months. That was my kind of, that was a good little Saturday. Imagine taking the family down to that now. Dude, CHS Field, when they built that for the Saints. I, I bet they had no idea about what was that place was going to turn into. <laughs> um, Jules, side note, Keg and Keg, uh, Keg and Case is awesome. Big fan. I'm there Wednesdays usually for Comedy Cave. Great little room they got over there. Good place. Right on. Uh, Amanda did point this out. It is August 5th and 6th. I don't know why I kept saying 4th and 5th. That, yeah, I'm going to change that right now. Uh, I keep saying the 4th and 5th. It is not. It is the 5th and 6th because I'm a big dumb dumb. 
Uh, Nate, I'm a planning commissioner and historic preservation commissioner in St. Paul, and I'm struggling daily to make something happen. It's swimming against the tide, man. Absolutely. Yes. Dude, it's... My hometown has become such a shithole. I'm originally from a small town, northern Minnesota, a place called Hibbing. And when I lived there, I felt like it was a little less than what it used to be back in like the 70s and 80s. That place was booming, man. Like, it had restaurants, it had places to go, things to do, you know. The, the Like, a hockey game on a Saturday night in Hibbing? Dude, that memorial building was packed with people. Now, now nobody goes and does shit. The city's falling apart. It's filled with meth and dollar stores. It looks like shit, and nobody does anything to change it. The second, like, any sort of economy wants to come in there, the city council shuts it down. They're like, sorry, man. We're, a, we're mom and pop. Well, mom and pop are in goddamn wheelchairs, and they ain't fixing shit. So maybe it's time to get some new blood in there. Time to start, like, shaking things up. These cities that, I mean, I, listen, I get that things are cyclical, and it's ebbs and flows. But the only way to get the flow back is by putting a little bit of elbow grease into it. And I don't know what they're going to do with Lower Town St. Paul, man, but I feel like they may have fallen off a cliff that they cannot climb back up. Because I was down there the other day, and it is awful. Pat, total shithole. It's sad, isn't it, dude? Oh, man, the iron ore collapse is coming. Dude, I, yeah. Then what are these poor fuckers going to do? I mean, they even said it in a, a slap shot. Dude, when that mill closes, what are these poor bastards going to do? It's all they got. <laughs> you know? Nobody's coming up there and, like, building... They're not putting in any sort of infrastructure. There's no economy. Nobody's building businesses or like, it's just, man, they got nothing. What are you going to do? I mean, you are literally going to find, you know, the new empty, all these, you're going to drive through spaces and be like, oh my God, what happened to these? Like, is this the old wild west? It's Pat, ghost towns. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes. You're going to drive through some of these small towns and it's just going to be empty buildings and nobody living there. It's going to be like what they do in the, in the what do they call that? The, the hills have eyes. Walking through some town, you see a shadowy figure move by. That's the mayor. That's the guy who runs that place. Dude, it's awful, man. It's terrible. Not to like, you know, go down the route of politics and shit today. But after watching Jon Stewart get fired up yesterday, it does, man. It really does make you. And that's the thing about like that I think people don't realize sometimes we're so divided on so many things, but there is one thing that I, I think most of people can agree on, and that is how inept the government is. God, it's maddening. It's so frustrating. Tax, my taxes went up 600 bucks. Like, I, just out of nowhere. You just get the letter. They're like, by the way, expect uh, next year your mortgage to be about uh, another, you know, 100 and whatever it is between insurance and uh, taxes. Just went, I mean, the shit just like fires up and they're like, there you go. and they're like, okay, well, what are we going to do with that money? And they're like, uh, I don't know. We're going to fix shit. I, I don't see shit getting fixed. <laughs> like the last time I checked, I know a lot of folks that fucking work for that city and their ass is in the door at seven. Their first coffee break is 745 till 915. Then they take an early lunch at 1045. They're back on the clock at one and check out by 330 shit man i want that schedule to get paid that much and then on top of it pensions and then on top like jesus christ man ah, it, i don't know it's frustrating you know 
It really is. Although I, I guess we just figure out a way to shove money around because I had heard when I was a kid, you know what? All these old pastors getting this pension, there's not going to be money left. To, not going to be any money left over for you know the generation underneath us. And that was my parents. And now they're doing just fine. They're like, they're the kids underneath them. There ain't going to be anything left. And I don't know. A lot of us are doing okay. Just keep fucking sucking off some teat that we don't know where all the milk is coming from, but we get it somehow. God. Uh, Sally, yep, they're way overpaid to do nothing. Agreed. They plant The city of Richfield planted a tree on my boulevard one time. Nine guys. I counted them. Nine. Seven dudes standing around. One guy digging a hole. One guy holding a tree. Nine dudes. I was like, I listen, I want everybody to be employed. I'm, I'm so glad that these guys have jobs. And I'm sure a few of them guys probably did put 20 years in a factory somewhere. And they just wanted a job they could kind of kick back and not have to worry about shit. I get that. But God damn it. You got nine dudes all standing around an empty hole while two guys, one with a shovel, one with a tree. You can't take them other seven dudes and figure out something else to do with them. Something, anything, I don't care. Nine guys to plant a fucking sapling. God, Jesus. I never thought I'd get to this point in life. Fucking, eh, fucking, the city's stealing our money. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> fucking asshole. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gutty's fifth and sixth. Sorry, Amanda. God, I suck. I don't even know my own dates of shit I have going on. Which is funny because I was just on the phone with Kyle, who owns the club, and was like, yeah, talking about the shows and how they're going to be close to sold out, all three of them. And good. I was like, that's awesome, man. Good to know. I have the dates completely wrong. So anyways, if you plan on going, you probably have all your shit together. Unlike me. God damn it. Uh, I'm going to have to call this one a little short today only because I'm going to be traveling and going to be working in the car as I travel. So I'm trying to get as much shit done because I don't know about you guys. I still, at the age of 42, motion sickness, man. I gotta, I'm got. i a driver. I drive. I'm not a passenger. I don't do well in back seats. I don't do well as in shotgun. I got to drive. I like the feeling of it. I like the control of it. I don't know. It feels weird to not have control of the vehicle. And there is like a a whole thing with it. Like your brain, when it's not, when you're moving that fast and you don't have control of it, that's what motion sickness is caused from. It's not because of the motion of the vehicle. It's because you are moving and have no control over it. And I've been feeling that for years, man. I used to get crazy motion sickness in the backseat of cars. Ah, I hate it. I hate the feeling. Ugh, gross. Anyways, um... Uh, Nate, kill gutties, man. They still doing the open mics on Monday. Not on Monday, they're not. They are shut down for the summer. And then coming back, I believe... I don't know, September sometime, maybe? I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jules, I get sick if I'm a passenger in the backseat. I usually have to drive, so I feel better. I, absolutely. I don't even mind spending the gas. I'd much rather spend $40 on my own gas to not feel that way sometimes. But today is one of those weird... Like, we got hauling kids and bringing shit and i'm just like fuck it and i gotta work i got shit to do so anyway um i i get that there's a lot of ladies that listen to this show but i did want to bring up this story just because i find it to be quite ironic um and it's kind of making the rounds right now there's a yeah there's a band i'm a big fan of i've been a fan for years that i've i don't know i've been following these guys there's a band from chicago or not from chicago outside of chicago in illinois just in the burbs of chicago called mudvane and 
there's a video. There's one of the guys, Chad, who was the lead singer of the band, fell off the stage last night. And it wasn't like when you see, like, oh, so and so fell off the stage. Fuck no, that was a f- drop, dude. That's like a seven foot drop. Could you? I don't think people realize like how high seven feet is until you fall seven feet. I mean, that's a dude. Think about just like when you were a kid falling off the couch, like your little sister kicked you off the couch and you fell. And that's like a foot and a half, and you hit a, with a thud. Imagine going seven feet. Dude, no thanks. But anyways, this is the audio of it last night. While he's singing a song called Not Falling. Dude, you can hear people laughing. I fucking felt bad. Did you hear that a big thud? Yeah, that's him going to put his foot on a monitor and he misses it and then goes ass over tea kettle off the stage and plops. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. Pat, remember seeing them in Somerset before LD50 dropped? Absolutely. In fact, yesterday, just ironically, I was uh driving and i'm like god i haven't heard that band in so long man i listened to a little bit on my way to can can wonderland last night while uh, i just went over there worked out some new shit at their mic and what's up ryan stock good to see you man um thanks for hopping on to the live feed of instagram yeah when i was uh last night oh by the way i want to give a shout out to tom rupp who's a local comedian funny guy dude he had he had you can always tell how good a joke is when you hear it and go fucking yes like you get angry that you didn't think of that and you're like god damn it dude that was really funny he goes uh last night he gets on stage and he opens up he goes um he goes hi my name is tom rupp i'm a comedian so my pronouns are he he (laughs) (laughs) such a good joke such a good joke what when you hear it you're like yes why did i not think of that God damn it. Like, it angers me when shit like that happens. You get mad because you're like, yes, that is absolutely 1,000% where that joke... It seems so obvious. Like, that's the brilliant part of jokes like that. They seem so obvious, and yet you didn't think of it. That, ugh, angers me when I hear that stuff. But very funny, man. Tom Rupp, very, very funny. Um, Yeah. I don't know. We'll try to get him on one of a show one night. You guys should check him out. I love that guy. He's a super nice dude. And he's, like, super low-key... He just crochets while he's waiting to get on stage. Crochets. Not a lot of dudes. There's a lot of range in there to get up on stage with jokes and then also be able to niche an Afghan. It's a fucking lot of range, man. Like I said yesterday, variety. I want a guy whose pendulum swings very wide. All right, guys. I'm going to split so I can get some shit done and then hit the road. I'm going to be up north this weekend. Uh, going to Walker, Minnesota, I think, just for a little while. Going to, you know, go play a little golf, drink some beers, kick it. You know, just try to get out on the water for a little while. So you guys have yourselves a great weekend. August 5th and 6th. Thank you for reminding me, Amanda. Yes, that is coming up Friday of next week. So that should be a good time, man. Uh, That show is 8.30 p.m. If you're still looking for tickets, go to rudypovich.com. Ryan Stock, Northern Lights Casino. Yeah, dude, every now and again I'll swing through there. I know that they do shows there, and they are, man. They They got a pretty decent room that every now and again, I think I've seen Adrian Washington there. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. I've seen that guy a lot, dude. But I'd have to fucking 
shows just tend to blend into one another. So, all right, you guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you guys later. Go to rudypovich.com, find out all the details on shows, get some merch and whatnot. Really appreciate it. Take care. Really appreciate you guys taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.